Greetings and salutations to our wonderful, loyal, fine podcast audience. Yep. It's a I lot of assumptions you just made about our audience <laughs> no, right I there. Uh, there I, 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 believe, I believe all Loyal? Of those. I believe all those. Dude. All right. I believe every... Say, I stand I, by every, every one of those. word that it applies to Ooh. some people. Okay. Whatever. There you go. So, <laughs> we're glad y'all are here. So, how's everybody doing? Good. Good? Good. I am also good. Feeling Ed's good. good. I am also good. I'm much better. I'm good. all. I'm, Jason's recovering from the COVID. I'm. I'm pretty well COVID free. I almost He's talked myself up. into COVID last week. Almost. Yeah. On Friday, I woke up. I had a terrible headache, and my stomach had Uh-oh. a really weird feeling. Woke me up in the night feeling bad, and then it couldn't get rid of the headache. And I started having. Oh, I got the COVID. Yeah, you got it. And I, you know, then you start feeling bad because you know you got the COVID. Yeah. And then I started going on sides, going to get tested and i went through all the symptoms and every time i'd go to one of those sites where they take me through symptoms i was like nope i ain't got none of those symptoms <laughs> and i begin to go i feel pretty good actually i'm like mind get a hold of yourself <laughs> and i realized oh if i can stop my headache i feel better and as soon as i got something to stop my headache i go yeah i ain't got no covid it's called aspirin <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's when all you need when you said you almost talked yourself into covid i thought you meant like a pro con no <laughs> like you sat down and was like should i should yeah I? somebody had given me the virus in a in a, in a little vessel yeah. i thought i do I, I want this? To take that. Maybe. Do I want to take it? Yeah. People keep telling me not to, so I I, now I need to. Yeah, yeah. I know people. Mm. <laughs> there you go. You don't want it. I just saw, that's all I'm going to say. All right. I, so that's was, a, Jason, just Jason, Jason on the side. Jason, so I'm going to throw that little vial of uh, COVID away. Okay. Yeah, I, I tried to give it to you. Okay. All right, this that week... That could become a conspiracy podcast right uh, there. Uh, sorry. We, <laughs> that thought. We, we got enough of shift. I'll just say, our viewership would go way up. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. We would get many, many, many more views. Uh, well, what we're going to talk about today might make it go down. Oh, yeah, true. So, all right, we got some questions, lots of questions, and uh, we got some hot ones today. Whew, so, hot. Uh, hot questions. So, uh, we're going to see how we do on these. Uh, the first one... Is actually four parts. So I'm gonna break wow. it up. All right, I'm gonna take a drink of Dr. Pepper cream soda. There you go. There you go. And get ready for the. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do the first two, and then we'll do the last two separate. I think. All right. All right. Here are the first two questions. I think we can do these these pretty quick. Yeah. Number one, what is your stance on abortion? And two, do you consider this the harming of a human life? So I thought those kind of go together. I think we could do that one pretty quick, can I, we? I think so. I'm against abortion. Have been ever since I knew what it was, <laughs> and even when I was not a Christian. Yeah. And uh, I do think it's a harming of a, of a life, which is why I'm against it. I'm in agreement, in agreement with you as well. I'm so. also in agreement. All right. So. so we took care of that. Those two <clears throat> questions have been answered. All right. They weren't even, Stand. I didn't even sweat. Those were not hot. Those are pretty easy. Not hot. You might sweat on this one. Here we go. Although I bet there were people who disagree with it. I'm an, oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, sure. And that's and, okay. Yeah, you can disagree yeah, with us. That's, that's right. okay. All right. So here's the, here's the follow-up to that. How do you feel about a political party that supports abortion? That's tougher. It is in, in, in nuance. In nuance, that. yes. But it wouldn't just be abortion for me. You could ask this on many questions. What do I feel about political parties? Well, I don't have a lot of feelings about political parties other than um, the nature of what it requires of me as an American citizen and a citizen of the kingdom of heaven, which is higher. Mm-hmm. So I'm a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. 
there are no current political parties that align with the kingdom of heaven. No. So if I decide as an American citizen, as a kingdom, kingdom citizen of heaven, that I'm going to exercise my citizen's rights in America to vote, I am always making a compromise. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, the problem I have is when anyone thinks that there is any one political issue that is the one Christian issue, right? That yeah. it's the it's the overwhelming. No matter whatever else the party agrees with, if they get that one right or wrong, I can either not vote for them or vote for them. No matter what else they they believe in. Because the truth is, if I vote on a party based on that one issue, the one we're talking about now, based on abortion, then I have to be honest and say that. There's a lot of other stuff over here in that same platform that I just compromised on in oh, order to do that. I am totally compromised. So it would be the same thing if I were a Christian who voted for the other side. I, I did compromise on that one in order to not compromise on some other things. Correct. Does that, mm-hmm. that lay that exactly, out pretty well? That's exactly right. Okay. Which is why, you know, there, there are uh, non-white Christians uh, that have voted in different parties than most white Christians. Yes. Right. And they also believe, like, the stance I took on abortion before you asked this question, they would would answer those questions identically, yet they have decided to vote in a different way because they believe there's some things that this other party stands for that Jesus also stands for. Right. And they realize they're having to compromise on the abortion issue. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think it, a lot of it come, also comes down to, because I know that there are extremes on every end of an issue, but most people that I've talked to on both sides of the political side, the right and the left, most people are are in favor of the reduction of abortion, which yeah, right, yeah. is constantly happening in our country. Yes. And so then it becomes a question of how, it, how do we go about that? What's, mm-hmm. the, what's the best way? And then, you know, and, and some well-meaning people would say, well, it, it is to just outlaw it, period, end of sentence. There are some others and some, some evidence on the other side that that is actually not the best way to reduce abortion in our country. It's mm-hmm. actually through other methods uh, mm-hmm. that are come, fall short of just flat out outlawing it. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I don't know anyone that is, let's kill more humans. Well, yeah, and I think that's... The, uh, babies. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Let's, I think that's the Let's heart. destroy more life before they're born. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the, that's, the, that's the part in the question when you talk about being either anti-abortion or pro-abortion. I don't know anybody is necessarily pro-abortion, and I think that's often where we get... Um, I think we get in trouble with our conversations with each other is uh, we, we bring assumptions into our conversation. I mean, that's pretty constant here on the podcast we talk about of listening to others and have, have being, being willing not to carry your own assumption into the conversation, um, that because you have a particular stance, that means you, you feel a certain way even about the issue that someone else may not feel, right? Or I voted a certain way, that means I care more about an issue than other people care about the issue. There, All of that's very complex, but I think to answer the original question, as both of you said, I don't really feel any particular way about political parties. Um, 
you know, but I, I have I have friends, I have people in my life who don't even agree necessarily on this issue, on my on my stance on this issue, and I know people in my life um, who they themselves have had abortions, and I think mm-hmm. what where my heart immediately goes when you talk about a political party goes goes to this, and some of the damaging ways we we end up talking about it to win political. Um, points or to win a political debate or whatever does so much damage to people um, because really what I have learned, I don't want to make, and once again, I don't want to make an assumption in a sweeping statement. Even people in my life I know who at the time that have had an abortion, um, even if they agreed that it was legally okay or even ethically okay to have it, um, some of the scars that come along with that, I don't mean physically, I mean emotionally, spiritually that come along with that, that carry, uh, make it difficult for them in their spiritual walk and their relationship with Jesus. And so I just think it's important before we even move on, just to say that if that's where you're at, that God loves you, Mm -hmm. God is not mad at you, um, that, that God is for you and that, um, anyway, I just think, I think that's important that so often, even in this question, there, there feels this need to take a, a stance on a political party or yep. to, you know, condemn one and, and, and say another one's better without realizing that there are people stuck in the middle, as you've said, that have had to compromise on whatever issue. Um, and so, anyway, that's that was kind of my thought. In the Politics by nature are is, is the science of compromise, and people don't, we don't like that, but it, mm-hmm. it does mean... <laughs> There's a difference between a moral issue. You asked me about abortion. That's pretty easy yes. for me to answer. That's I have right. an easy answer on that. Mm-hmm. But I also have people I dearly love that have ha- that have had abortions mm-hmm. I, and have, that I have tried to help walk through uh, the aftermath of that uh, and realize that God God is it doesn't cancel out anything for you and God. That's right. No. You know it doesn't it doesn't uh, it doesn't change anything between. I mean. Do I think it was wrong? Obviously, I already said I thought it was wrong. Mm -hmm, And the person, because they are carrying weight, they also feel like it was wrong. And uh, they may have felt like it was a choice they had to make at the time and all kinds of reasons for that. Um, But, yeah, politics by nature is, I mean, when you have more than four or five people together and you're going to try to do what's best for all five, there's a good chance that all of us aren't going to agree on what the mm-hmm. best is. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have some politics going where we're going to work on what is the what we think is the best good. Yeah. Yep. And I would say, because um, I would imagine the person who asked us the question is looking for us to side on one side, a political side or the other. And uh, like Ed has already said, all of those types of things for, for Christ followers ought to always be nuanced because of those issues of compromise on both sides. And, and, I'll, and I, maybe we can put a link to this in the, in the description, but I think there's a really good video out there on YouTube that goes into some of those issues in ways that I had never thought about until I first watched it. Um, Phil Vischer, who's the guy who did VeggieTales, has put together, actually as a guy that works in his company, has put together uh, an explanation of, the, of some of those issues um, that I, I think is a really well done is it the Sky Jachani? Yeah, he's yeah. the guy that uh, works with him. And um, they put together uh, just, I guess, about a 10 or 15-minute video on this entire issue and how it, how it sort of 
evolved really over well, yeah. the years in our country mm-hmm. and between the two parties and how it's been, you know, in the courts and all that kind of stuff. Some things that I had no idea about that were pretty eye opening for yeah, me. Yeah, it was very interesting to me. I think, I think, I know I told you guys, I can't remember we discussed this on the podcast, but I'm going to guess a year ago, I have, I have a older guy, <laughs> hard to believe I still know people older than me, but mm, that's yeah. true, that, uh, who's been a Christian the whole time. And he said to me, you know, on this issue, he said, you know, uh, when I was first starting out in the ministry, which would have been the late 60s for him, this is before Roe versus Wade, he said it was not the church, hmm. uh, the Protestant church did not take a stance on abortion. The Christian, the uh, Catholic church did, yeah. but he said it just wasn't an issue. Nobody yeah. ever talked about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it didn't even happen after Roe versus Wade. It was later. And I said, really? And he said, yeah. And he didn't give me any answers. Mm-hmm. He said, y'all look into that. Yeah. And I did and found out it became a political issues which Christians attached to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not one that we are. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, and I, and I think there's that, some clear history in that there in our is. country. And that video I just made mention of it. It goes into a lot of that stuff, and so we'll we'll throw that into the description. You no, know, so. the other interesting thing in, in thinking about this and um, in, abortions have always happened. They happened in Israel. They happened in Rome. They sure. were happening for all. I mean, and it's interesting that w- Christians certainly did not participate in them. But there isn't anybody calling it out in the scripture. Mm-hmm. True. You know what I mean? When when you talk about when you talk about a clear verse that outlaws abortion in the scripture, other than you shouldn't take human life, yeah. mm-hmm. which is a general statement. There isn't, mm-hmm. there isn't, but it's not like the procedure didn't happen. Mm. Well, and I think you know what I mean? It that's was right. always hap- it's always been happening. And I think that goes to one one thought I had in this, and it steers a little from the conversation, but I think it's important with your with with the nuance we're talking about with compromise. I think as as believers, when you talk about what do you think about a political party, we we have a tendency to get into a place, and I don't mean believers. I think this is true for all Americans that you throw yourself wholeheartedly into whatever candidate or party you vote for and you don't call out the things you disagree with. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember hearing Justin Gibney at the end campaign really talk about this idea of whatever party you vote for, there are going to be things that don't line up with kingdom values. And you have to be willing that even once you compromise to be willing to say, to call those things out. And so I think about even like pro-life statements of protecting unborn lives. And that's important but if your party doesn't also protect the lives of children in foster care mm. or children uh, of or prisoners or refugees or people who immigrate legally or illegally, people that these lives does this are, are these lives. Are you pro these lives, these mm-hmm. political lives, people in prison, as Jesus said, you should visit prisoners, yes. right? People with health care, people without health care, that all of these things you're going to, as we've already said, you're going to have to make a compromise politically, whatever side, because n- neither political party can perfectly handle every person's life. It's the nature of it. But we as believers have to be witnesses. It's our number one job is to witness. There is a kingdom and there is a God who is governing in such a way that every life matters to him. He is pro every life. And yes. so... And, and, you know, the part that has always been frustrating to me is I think Christians in both parties would gain more respect from everyone in their party and outside their party 
if you say, I support this party for this reason, but I am doing everything I can to change their policy on these other things because they don't align with Jesus. Hmm. I did decide to vote for this party sure. on this one, but I work against my own party on these values because they disagree with Jesus instead of just saying, well, I voted for them for this, so I have to take this. Right. You don't have to. No, you don't and, have and you to. shouldn't. And as, shouldn't. A, as a believer, our, if this is where it comes to when we, we had a series on politics and our Christians in the age of outrage, and our number one thing that we kept coming to was Jesus is ultimately king. Our ultimate allegiance is to Jesus. The prop, what, what you've just described of, I voted for this issue, but I'm going to morally defend these other issues I don't mm -hmm. even agree with. What you've said is my ultimate allegiance isn't to Jesus who, can, who, who spoke out against these things. It's to this political party because I want them to win. Yeah. So if you're willing to, if, if you hook, line, and sinker take everything that your party says, you, you now have to at least admit to yourself, man, I didn't even question that. Maybe that's where my allegiance is. Well, yeah, I, yeah. I'll just say I'm old enough now to have watched parents and grandparents struggle with their kids and grandkids, committed people who are Democrat and pe committed people who are Republican who wind up having arguments with their kids and grandkids who have chosen to toss aside Jesus because they have found a hole in their parents' and grandparents' political stances yeah. that goes against Jesus. Mm -hmm. And they say, well, you support this party for this reason, but I know Jesus says this. And the parent goes, well, yeah, but this is what that party is doing. And I had, and they go, well, I get that. Yeah. But you never said this <clears throat> other stuff was wrong. You just took it too. And they wind up losing what I know because I hear then the tragedy that parents and grandparents feel of my kids don't, they don't want to follow Jesus. And I want to go, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because he was second to you too. Now you mm. wouldn't have said that. Yeah. Mm. But when it came to choosing, you thought not Jesus is right about everything. And I may have to compromise <laughs> to do this thing because America only gives me these. No political party <clears throat> says, what does the kingdom of God say? Now let me go advance that. Mm. There is no political U.S. party yep. doing that. Man, you, you just described something that, and, and I'm, I'm by no means the perfect parent. So what I take that with a grain of salt with what I'm about to say. <laughs> but I really, really tried hard during this election season to, to live in that tension with my oldest kid. She's, you know, soon to be 18 years old, so she'll be voting soon. And she was awoke, she was awakened to a lot of political stuff during this last cycle. Yeah. And she's, she's talking about it to me, and she's honestly wanting to know, Dad, what, do you, what are you going to do? What are you mm -hmm. thinking about this? And I was very careful to always call out the bad behavior or the bad stance of both sides when I saw it. Mm -hmm. And on the flip side, also say, but here's the thing that I, I think is in line with, with Jesus' values on each side That's right. of this. And, and now, it, and, and ho I hopefully she, because she did ask me, Dad, who'd you vote for? And I told her, I'm not going to tell you, <laughs> but I told her. But I hope that in that, and in that uh, conversation that we had, that she can see, oh, Dad did vote for this one side or the other, but he wasn't all on board with everything they do or say. No. So that I can hold Jesus right there in the center and say, but I'm still aligned with him no matter what these political parties do. 
Right. That's the, that's the tension that I'm I feel like I'm living in these days. So. Well, I think everybody's always lived in that. I guess I mean in my lifetime, sir. I've I've been voting. I my first presidential vote was for, you know, in the in the Reagan Carter thing, and I voted for Reagan. I voted I voted for both parties at different times. Yeah, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Every single one, I have had things that I've had to say to the Lord. I'm not sure I'm making the right call. But That's right. This is Me the too. call I'm making right now. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. And I think he, I think he's okay with that. Yeah. Well, because, like you said, there's no clear outline. That's right. And I, and this may be hard. I don't think it's Jesus's greatest concern. Oh. I think Jesus's mm. greatest concern is love your neighbor. Now yeah. the, the, and you've already brought this up. The the one interesting thing, I'll just say interesting about our country is that one of the ways we get to voice our opinion about our neighbor and how they should be treated is through voting, yes. right? But I think that's an important way to see it is, once again, Jesus calls us to be witnesses of something, which means to voice my opinion about something. And voting is a way for me to voice my opinion about something. And in particular, my neighbor and how I believe my neighbor should be treated. And I that would be probably my, and I've said that before because you know, you're talking about uh, your daughter coming age. I, I, doing youth ministry, often would have conversations with people turning 18 about, well, what should I do yeah. politically? And I said, the number one thing that I think Jesus would tell you is, because it's his number one guiding thing for everything in your life. When you vote, think of your neighbor, not yourself. Yes. When yeah. you vote, and in particular what Jesus says, is think about people who need your help. So when you come, right, who's who's on the outside? Who's We talked about this on Sunday a little bit. Look for the person who's other than you, right? Move to those people. Mm-hmm. Jesus talked to Samaritans and Romans, and he went to all these people. That love for neighbor should be our guiding principle in everything. I don't think that's a controversial thing to say, but when you talk about politics, it does yeah. feel, when you bring it into that, for many people, that's controversial. Yeah. But for Jesus followers saying, Think of your neighbor first should not be controversial. It shouldn't. <laughs> you wouldn't think. But it is. Yeah. But it is. All right. And then the final question that I want to just throw out before we wrap this topic up is they they asked, is abortion just one of a is it just a personal sin when we deal with it? Or is this something as a nation we ought to feel held responsible? Or is God going to judge the entire nation uh, for this sin, so to speak? I, it's certainly personal whether it gets credited. I, I, I'm not in charge of how God judges. And yes. I'll say this: um, doesn't I don't have again everything for me. The Bible's unified story leading to Jesus. I don't see Jesus talking about a lot about nations being judged. And but I would I was I was thinking as I read the question, even if he did, right? What makes this one any? more judge worthy than, many than other. all the other sins that we know are, are going on in, in our country. I, I, I so again, and, that's an assumption. And, but. and again, is he mad about the law mm-hmm. or the abortions? Mm-hmm. Because per capita, we have less abortions with it being legal than we did That's true. when it was four. So mm-hmm. if all he cares about is the actual lives that are being taken per capita of people, 
we know for sure because that's just that's just a number. Well, we know even be, even one death it, it grieves the heart. Oh, of God, it grieves his heart. No matter what, no matter what the law says or doesn't say. Yeah. So if we're talking about the law, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if he's mad about the law or if he's mad about the act. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that as far as the nation goes, you know, I'm yeah. trying to now. I'm just making stuff up. And, because, and I think I think where this where this question, I think where it comes from is, and this is where I hear a lot of people sort of frame it is, well, if I vote for one one candidate who might support abortion, am I going to be held responsible for? Do I have the blood on my hand? So then, do I go over here and vote on this side? Which, in in a lot of ways, I. You got blood on your hands either side. If that's the way you understand yes. what God is saying. If that's how God operates. Yes. Yeah. And I think it depends on what you mean by judgment. Mm. If what you mean is some is some kind of uh, eternal judgment, which often is the way we talk about it, right? I think There's that's per- the way people most often think about it, or the country's going to come to an end, or it's going to... I mean, I've heard recessions promised. I've heard, you yeah. know, all kinds of, this is why we're well, having this. Let's be clear. The country's coming to an end one day. Sure. Oh, yeah. Right. Because every country in every the history of the world Every form of government comes to an end. Government is not eternal. No, this one is going away. Because <laughs> Jesus certainly has moments throughout his ministry where he judges the nation of Israel, where he comes and says, you as a people have turned against God. But it's not a eternal, permanent judgment. In fact, what what Jesus continually keeps, it's warnings of saying, in particular, the one I love to bring up a lot, because it's one, I just think it's such a bizarre moment of Jesus coming and weeping before he comes into Jerusalem, mm. of talking, I tried to gather you under my wings, and now, and then in another place, he talks about this abomination of desolation, and he's talking about the Romans... I've been trying to tell you guys, stop with the violence. Stop with the rising up and the, every Messiah that tells you they're going to lead you because they're going to take force and they're going to take the Romans out. And he says, I'm about to show you what the kingdom way is, and it's the Romans killing me, not yeah. me killing Romans. And what's going to happen is all who live by the sword die by the sword. Well, that's if you mean judgment in that. That is a pronouncing of a judgment, but it doesn't mean that God's necessarily making it happen. It's this... It's just saying this is what's going to happen. It's discernment. It's saying, I can clearly see this behavior will lead to these kind of things, right? It's judgment in that nature. Well, I can see in that sense that, that, that as a believer, I might say, yes, it's a, it's a personal thing for a moral or. I do believe, and I, I don't believe this. I think the Bible clearly teaches this, that Israel had a different nation relationship with God Mm -hmm. than every other nation. And there are nations who did things to the nation of Israel that God judges that nation because of what they do to Israel because they are his people. And then there are punishments that come to Israel because of things Israel does. I don't see that carrying over. In fact, the closest correlation I can see is that that relationship gets transferred to the church yes. that we now become and that that's why Paul says judgment begins with the house of God. And so I don't have any right to tell people outside in the United States, mm-hmm. hey, you have to do what God says to do. 
when they don't follow Jesus because they didn't sign up for that. It'd be like me coming to every, I mean, Jason, I don't live in the same subdivision and me say, hey, Jason, I noticed your house is not meeting our homeowners association code. And you go, well, I don't live in your, well, (laughs) but my homeowners association is the homeowner association and everyone should make their houses live Mm -hmm. up. Well, no, that's, that's where I agreed to live. Mm-hmm. And we, as the house of God, I do believe we undercome some judgment from God, meaning there are natural consequences that come to us from not living in the kingdom of God. Well, I mm-hmm. think there are just two just natural consequences. Oh, yeah. Whether I'm a believer or not, I think Jesus is often... He's just laying out, this is the way reality operates. Forgiveness is better. I get you don't see forgiveness is better. Forgiveness is better. And whether you're a believer or not, there are ways the world operates. Now it's counterintuitive, if that's what you mean, right? And I think what he's saying, and this is what I meant by judgment, you have to separate the two different terms. Judgment, I don't mean is God's pronouncing a judgment and a consequence and a punishment and all of this in our judicial way of seeing it, like judge and jury. I mean judgment in the sense of discernment and warnings. And he's saying a group of people who choose to live this way, they're just natural consequences when you view the world this way and think that this is the way to do things. If that's what you mean, sure, I think there's levels of of people, uh, groups of people who choose to believe. But as Jason said, I think this is the huge part of it. I don't know what the person was asking. If they mean God's going to bring something about, I agree. If there are natural consequences to the continued violence against human beings, yes, right. There are continued there, are, but, and thought patterns that lead yeah. to those. Because I, I think, think the kind of judgment you're talking about is like if I said to my child, "Hey, you have to brush your teeth. If you don't brush your teeth, you're going to have yes. tooth decay." I didn't create the tooth decay, mm-hmm. but. Tooth decay is coming. (laughs) It is definitely coming. If you don't take care of your teeth, it is definitely coming. I didn't make it happen. And you could say that's a judgment. Well, it is a judgment. I'm telling them. I'm judging this behavior will lead to this. This behavior that you're doing does lead to this consequence, and it is definitely going to happen. And that is a form of judgment, and that definitely takes place in the Scripture. That's also true of every single sin. Yes. That we right. Do. And that's what I was so, going to get to is I yes. think there does come a place, like you said, as the church, who it's our it's our job, once again, to be witnesses of this kingdom, that I have to I have to lament and I have to repent of things that I personally may not have even done, but I know that we as a nation and we've been having this conversation recently about race in our country and things that I personally may not have ever been involved in any of these systems that have been oppressive, but I have maybe benefited from them without knowing them, or just by living in here, there are things in my mind that I view the world a certain way because this is just the way our nation has operated that I have to repent of. And by repent, and we try to make this distinction, I don't mean like I've done something bad, so I need to feel bad. I changed my mind. I yeah. changed my I, I acknowledge... Which leads to a change of behavior. Right. I acknowledge... The kind of thought that leads me to thinking that abortion is what God wants, or the kind of thought that would lead me to think that God does love white people more than black or brown people. I need to repent of any thought that leads Mm -hmm. to that, even though I may not have personally consciously sat down and goes, no, I do hate black people. I may have never personally done that, or I may have personally, as a man, I personally have never been able to have an abortion myself. 
but there may be thought processes. And yeah. I think that's when you, talk, when you hear, cert, there, there are entire groups of Christians that talk about we as a nation need to repent. Some mean, as we've talked about, God's going to punish us and do something. I don't know that that necessarily... I don't, I don't know how you ever get a group, a nation, as pluralistic as our nation, to repent. Mm-hmm. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. I mean, we don't even all believe in God. Right. Yeah. So the Christians in the United States have many things we should be repenting yes. of. And if we want to talk about those things, that's a whole different thing. And I do believe, I believe, and I've talked, I think the disunity among believers in our yes. country is a lamentable, repenting, Thing that the church ought to be doing, and Amen. it has cost us in this country that we can't be united as a people. Yes. And I don't mean the country. I mean us, the people of God in this country. Yes. And I think, I think that's just a huge part of this. This whole conversation in all sorts of ways is us being able to admit, um, and I guess this goes back to the whole thing we've said the whole time is, when you take one issue and you say, this is the thing, and I will say very often for people I talk to that, that because I personally have not done this or I don't, you know, I'm, I, if I'm a man, I'm not capable necessarily of doing it right, that this is the issue. And I heard someone say this recently. We often read our Bibles as um, they give us authority and we are not under its authority. And what I mean is I've seen a lot of people posting this recently, the one that, you know, if my people will humble themselves, you know, and yeah. this is kind of in this corporate repentance. And what I think is interesting is the people, I, the conversations, at least I've heard, I don't know the person's motives, but the conversation has been, amen, all the people in the other party yes. need to humble themselves in turn. And I go, you, that thing you posted is true. We need to humble ourselves and come before God. But when I read that, I should go, in what ways am I not humbling myself yes. before God? What are my thought patterns? What are the things I haven't called out, if I'm thinking politically, haven't I called out in that? We often use the Bible as a weapon against others because it gives me authority to tell you. I See, I got a Bible verse to tell you what you're doing is wrong instead of me submitting myself to it and ultimately to Jesus Yes, and the, the, be authority. the best use of the Bible is what the brother Jesus said. It's, it's a mirror. Mm -hmm. it is, and the sword is in the hand of Jesus to divide my heart and spirit. Yes. It is not in my hand to divide somebody else's heart and spirit. Mm. The conviction that gets brought on somebody is never a, it's not me. I have never convicted anybody. Any honest conviction that's happened has been the Holy Spirit yeah. using mm -hmm. words often to the person I did not say. Yes. yes. <laughs> Agreed. That took a whole episode. <laughs> all right. So we had another question. We too. have another question. Was that was that the end of all of that question? That is the end of the abortion question. Okay. So we're going to wrap that up. And I have another question that I'm going to save for next week um, to go along with the other two that we have. We do appreciate next whoever sent those in. Yes. Yeah, those, those I, are great questions. I don't questions. know if we answered them. And we answered them the way we thought. I hope we answered yep. them for you. But you know how to reach us, obviously. Absolutely. Send us another question. Send it and for those of you who don't, it's right there in the description. Send us more. There's yeah. a form. Click it. Fill it out. You can send an Or you one. can send an email to Ed at Community-Christian or Jason at Community-Christian. Carrier Pigeon. Or Nathan at Community-Christian. It yeah. will get to us. It will. Ship in a bottle. 
Where'd that come from? Just put like a letter in a bottle. Oh, it might get here. Get I thought you somebody. meant the email ship in a bottle. Ship Community in a Christian. Bottle. I'm just trying to give them different ways. We could, could set that up easy we enough. We could. So any way you'd like to get it to us. So, all right, that's a wrap for that one. And uh, come back next week. We've got a, a, a question about uh, Jesus and violence. Mm. Did oh, Jesus participate in violence? Was he good with it or not? So we're going to talk about that question. next week. That is a great question. I can't wait to get to it, but you'll have to wait for seven days. <laughs> so we'll see you next time.